0: I don't know about going after that guy, but hey, I'm here. Hey, guys, it's good to see you today. My name's Clayton, like the video just said. I'm the pastor here at Central, and I'm glad that you're here with us today. If you'd like to follow along with the message today, you should take your phone out, scan the QR code right there, or even better yet, you can get our app, and you can follow along with all of the sermons um, that we're going to be uh, going through. But uh, I- I'm excited about uh, today because we're going to continue in our series called Stretched Thin. And last week we, we talked about being stressed out and how that's a part of being stretched thin and how when you're stressed out, you can really be uh, just kind of overwhelmed with all the things that are going on um, in life. But God has a, has a plan for you and that is, not his, that is not his plan. He wants you to do something about your stress levels. And so last week we kind of talked about that a little bit and went through um, some of those things. And we also talked about how Jesus, he wants to give you peace um, throughout, throughout your, your being stressed out. In those moments in your life, he wants to, to give you peace. Well, that was last week, and today I would like to talk about eating candy. I mean, I think it's really important, and we just need to talk about it. How many of you guys love eating candy? And I, I love it. It's not good for me, but I love it. I, I think candy is just a normal part of life, isn't it? I mean, whether you're a little kid or you're a senior adult, in somewhere in between, you, you love candy. Um, I, I love sprees or my favorite kind of candy. Don't bring me sprees, I don't need to eat it, okay? I do not I do not want to show up tomorrow with sprees at the office. But I, I love sprees. I don't know why, but maybe it's when I was little, used to go to like 7-Eleven um and and get a little a packet of sprees, and then you go through them and you luck out sometimes, okay? Sometimes you get a whole bunch of reds and purples, and that's where it's at. Oranges, okay. But if you get the yellows and the greens, you just throw those out immediately, you know? I mean, it's just, that's just that's terrible. Yeah, I don't like those at all. But, but candy's a normal part of life. Well, there's something else that's a normal part of life that we're gonna talk about today, and it's anxiety. Anxiety is another aspect of being stretched thin, and today... We're going to talk about anxiety. What is anxiety? Well, anxiety is this, this feeling of, of fear or uneasiness where you're tense and you're nervous and, and you just can't relax. I don't know if you guys are like that sometimes, but, but, but I'm like that often. And it can range with severity. Sometimes it's just it's an occasional thing up to like a disorder level kind of anxiety It's kind of like candy. I'm gonna go back to candy, because I love it, okay? Sometimes anxiety is kind of like like the bite-sized candy that you get when you're trick-or-treating, you know? But have you ever gone to Cracker Barrel and you're waiting for your table, and you go in the the, the lobby area in the, the store, and they've got like the giant pieces of candy. I don't know where they get those from, but they're awesome. Like you can get a Tootsie Roll that's like the size of a meatloaf. I mean, it's just massive. I'm mean, serious, you can go, go and get those. It's, it's amazing. And that's how anxiety is sometimes as well. That it is, it's like a train that begins to, to, to move forward and it begins to build momentum in your life. And you feel like you, you just can't stop it. Now, I'm gonna tell you a little bit about the anxiety sometimes that I have. And I haven't really told this story to, to anybody before. And it's kind of weird. I'm a self diagnosed myself, you know, right here um, up on stage. But every once in a while, maybe a couple times a year, I, I deal with some, some anxiety that I don't know where it comes from. I mean, sometimes I'll be just doing normal things. I'll be maybe working on a sermon or in the mornings I'm doing like a devotional time or I'm like out in my garage and I'm just tinkering with stuff or working on something. And when my mind kind of gets focused on something, every once in a while I'll have like this this thing that begins to build up inside of me. And I don't know where it comes from or why, but it's mentally, my brain kind of separates from the, whatever I'm doing. And I, I, and I know I'm in both states at, at once, it's weird. And all of a sudden, I, I, I know I'm working on this, but in my brain, I'm, there's this mental picture that I have of a, it's weird, okay? I'm, I'm gonna go get help after this, okay? But um, like, it's just like this wheel, this circle that begins to slowly move in a rhythm, and then it begins to go faster, and faster, and faster, and faster, and I can, I recognize it, and I'm doing this, this task, but all of a sudden, it's just starting to spin really fast, and I, like, I'm like, what is going on, you know, I feel like I'm kind of out of control, my, my breath kind of, I, c- I catch my breath, and I have to just, you know, try to calm myself down, but I'm, I feel like I'm stuck in this loop, it's really weird, I don't know what that is, but, but I don't know, maybe it's stress. Maybe it's anxiety going on in my life. Am I am I the only one that deals with some of that stuff? I, I don't think I am. I think that there's probably a lot of us in this room that are the same way. And in fact, me just talking about anxiety is you just it's already just your level is just risen already, and you're squirming your seat, and you might have already left. I don't know. Maybe you've already taken off. But let, let me let me t- let me say this. Let me tell you this. Anxiety is normal. Having anxiety is normal. It doesn't have to be a negative thing in your life. And if you let that sink in, I really believe that we can begin to address anxiety and the causes of it and what God has to say about it. Because oftentimes we believe something that people tell us about anxiety. People say things, this this kind of stuff, the really spiritual people in your life will say this about anxiety. That, you know, it's just a lack of trust in God if you just trust God more, like you wouldn't have this anxiety and this stuff, this, this mental stuff that's going on in your life, you just trust God more? Or, you know, anxiety is just, it's just all in your head. If you just, you just try hard enough, you think good enough thoughts, you do these practices and everything will be fine. Or some people might even say that, you know, it's a, it's a spiritual issue, it's a sin in your life. And, you know, because that is working in your life, then, you know, God is Allowing you to have anxiety and you just need to deal with it. Well, let me me, me say this. I believe those things are a myth. I believe those things are a myth because oftentimes anxiety is not a choice. Like, we don't choose. We don't wake up in the morning and say, you know what? I just want to be anxious all day long. It's going to be great. I'm going to love it. Okay? We don't want that. And yet it still happens. Sometimes our relationship with God is so close and we're like, man, I'm just walking with God and I'm loving it. And anxiety still creeps in. And I think the reason is, is because we live in this broken world. We live in a broken world that is full of sin. But God wants you to have freedom. We want you to have freedom from anxiety and understand what it is and how it, where it comes from. And maybe even ways that you can control it. God wants you to have this freedom. In fact, here's what the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 3. It says, wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is... It doesn't say anxiety, it doesn't say worry, it doesn't say fear, it says says there is freedom. And God wants you to find it. And finding freedom sometimes is is really simple. Sometimes it'll it'll be like a lifetime struggle that you will constantly have to deal with because there are different levels of anxiety. Some of it is just occasional, it's very rare. It might come up every once in a while or it's very mild. And for some of us, it can be like a, a medically diagnosed disorder level kind of anxiety where you're dealing with, with panic attacks and you don't know where they're coming from or how to control them. And de- anxiety kind of deals, we deal with anxiety in different ways and it's kind of produces things in, our, in us that are a little bit different. You are thinking, what in the world is anxiety? I don't, I don't know if I have it or if I feel it. Well, let me, let me kind of give you some, some things here. Maybe... Have you ever felt just like really nervous and anxious and you didn't know where that came from and you had this, this tenseness or you have a sense of panic and your heart rate just increases and you have like this rapid breath moment. And you're sweating and trembling. You're like, I don't know what, what's going on. Or, or for some of us, like you can't sleep because you're so anxious about things. Maybe you've got to the point where, you know what, you, you won't even You don't even eat. You stop eating. You forget. I haven't eaten all day. I'm just so worried about this. What's going on in my life? And for some people, it gets to the point where you don't want to be around anyone. And before long, you find yourself holed up in your house for a week without talking to people, without spending time with people, because you have this sense of anxiety that really has taken control of your life. And right now, we live in a world where we are constantly bombarded with things that can bring anxiety into our lives. Did y'all know that right now, anxiety is at, or sorry, anxiety, inflation is at 7.9%. I don't know if you think that's good or bad, but if you're 40 or under, you have never experienced that kind of inflation in your life. Where everything is going to cost more, is costing more, you probably already experienced it just getting gas, right? Well, if you were to get meat, go to the grocery store and get meat and eggs, I love me some meat and eggs. It's at 13%, um, cost 13% more right now than it did um, a year ago. Or um, electronics, electricity, those kind of things, electrical stuff, that's at 9% increase. Don't go buy furniture right now. It's 17% increase than it was last year. And I'm sorry, if you're going to get a used car, 41% increase. Right now, from last year, it is crazy. And those kind of things can begin to affect our lives. And we're thinking about how are we going to make it on the budget that we have. With COVID, obviously, that has created anxiety in our lives. They've done research, and, and they found out that before COVID, 10% of our population dealt with symptoms of anxiety. And today, 41%. From 10% to 41%. So it went from like a minor thing in this room and online to almost half of us are really dealing with anxiety. And so we need, to, we need to talk about it. And right here in this room, we're dealing with anxiety. got some parents in this room right now that you know what, you're not even really thinking about or listening to what I'm saying. You're worried about what's going on with your kid right over there, right? Like you didn't even want to let them go you got this separation anxiety going on, right? A lot of the kids right now, they didn't want to go because they wanted to be by mom and dad. We're dealing with that. For some people that are online right now, they, they are, y'all are dealing with some social anxiety where you, you still haven't been to church, I mean, you might be even a church member, um, a member of our church, or you're, you're just looking for a church, or you're trying to hear from the Lord on Sundays, but you're like, I just don't want to be around people. And COVID has kind of built that up. If you want to, you want to see how bad it is, just go online and watch videos of people who who, who are dealing with people that maybe not wearing a mask, you know, or they are wearing a mask and, and, and someone else isn't. And and it's just like, we have this, this fear of people nowadays. And where does that come from? Well, I think it comes from a lot of different things, but we're just fear of the unknown. We're fear of of being out of control. And so, fears and these worries are really bombarding us today, and anxiety is really creeping in. And when it comes to all of us in this room, let me get real serious real quick. When it comes to everybody in this room and everybody online, there there are three kinds of people there are those who admit they have anxiety, there's those who deny they have anxiety. And there are people who cause other people to have anxiety. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay, anybody? Like, I am like that for my family. Um, you guys are welcome. Okay. Like, I, I don't know, maybe I don't know where you guys are at on that. But, but I, um, I believe every single one of us in the room are dealing with, with it in some form or fashion. We all deal with it. So we need to hear from God. We need to talk about it. And God, he loves you. And he wants to speak into your life today if you are feeling anxious about things, so let's go to the Bible, Mark chapter four. Okay, Mark chapter four. Your Bibles, um, you can turn there, and let's let's look at this this story. You guys, you guys have probably heard this story before. This story is is when the disciples and Jesus are with these large crowds. They need to get away. They go out on a boat. Twelve dudes in a small boat. Okay, probably thirteen dudes actually. And they go out, and they are they are uh, they are out in the middle. Without any hope of rescue, if things go bad and the storm begins to come. You guys heard the story, but here's what, it, here's what it says It says, But soon a fierce storm came up. Okay, high waves were breaking into the boat and it began to fill with water. I don't know if you guys have ever experienced that, but when you have no other way of staying afloat than the boat that you're in, you cannot touch the bottom. There is no life raft, okay? They did not have life jackets back then, just letting you know, okay? They did not have those things. And they were scared. Jesus, where was Jesus? He was asleep at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. That's awesome. I think it's crazy. The disciples, they woke up and they were shouting, Teacher, don't you care that we're we're going to drown? Like, where are you? Why don't you care? When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Silence, be still. And suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. And then he asked them, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? Here's what I think Jesus was was saying here. I think he was saying that the real problem is not our anxiety. There is something else going on. Anxiety is not the root of the problem. There is something else going on. And this, this story teaches us something. Because deep down inside, anxiety is our desire for control. Think about that. Whatever kind of anxiety you have, usually it's because you have this desire for control for, for the future, for how people um, treat you, how they, how they look at you and think about you, um, the outcomes in your business or at school or your finances or with your, your kids and your family. You have these, this, this desire for things to turn out a certain way. You want to have control of the outcomes, and yet you're anxious because you don't have control. Like there are things that happen that you just cannot control, and you feel overwhelmed and under-resourced, and it creates anxiety in your life. But this story teaches us something. It teaches us that God is in control, and you're not. And the problem is most of us, we're not okay with that. We want to be in control. And in this story, Jesus, he's in that boat with you, and you're in this this lake of anxiety, and he's saying, peace, be still. I'm in this boat with you, and I've got it. I am so confident that I've got it that I'm asleep on a cushion, okay? He's got it. He can handle what's going on in your life. Only if you give him control, though. And most of us, we want to have control. And Jesus says something else in Matthew chapter six. He tells us this is a famous kind of passage about worry and anxiety. So let's look at what he, else Jesus has to say. He says this This is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. And this is going to describe everyday life, okay? Whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? And then describes something. He says, Look at the birds. Like, look at the birds. He's probably outside when he was with. The, the disciples and teaching people, and a bird flies by. He's like, hey, look at the bird, okay? Um, look at the bird. They don't plant or harvest or store food in bar- barns for your heavenly Father feeds them. We usually saying, saying, hey, guys, these birds, they don't have a life plan, okay? They don't have an agenda and a schedule and a, and a list for, to go by. They don't have a life coach. They haven't gone to school to learn st- strategies and business and how to survive and how to thrive. They haven't gone through all those things, and yet... God still takes care of them. He says, aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. They didn't work for that. They didn't create that. Yet Solomon, all his glory, was not dressed as beautifully as they are if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and then thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. And he asks this question again, why do you have so little faith? Why are you not trusting God? So don't worry about these things. Saying what will we eat, what will we, what will we drink, and what will we wear? And he goes on and says this, these things, they dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. He said, hey, if you're a believer in Christ in this room, Why are you worrying? Why are you afraid? Why do you feel like you have to be in control? God's got it. He loves you. If you're an unbeliever in this room, the same thing goes for you. God loves you. And he has control if you'll give him control. Say, hey, people that are far from God, I mean, they're trying to do everything on their own. He says, that's what, those are the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly father, he already knows all your needs. And so he gives gives the solution to our anxiety and worry. He says, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. So here's what I think Jesus is saying. You ready for this? It's profound. Let go and let God. Y'all hate that phrase? I hate that phrase. Um, But uh, that's why I put the smiley face on there. I couldn't think of anything else, okay? It just came to my mind. I was like, I got to put that down. That's kind of triggering from people and anxiety's kind of rising right now, just thinking about it. But that's so true, right? It's so true. When, When we worry, we're putting our, honestly, what we're doing deep down inside, we're putting our faith in ourselves and we're not putting our trust in God. And what Jesus says is that when you do that, that's sinful. That form of anxiety, that cause of anxiety is sinful. When you're putting control in your hands instead of putting control in God's hands. And He says, you need to deal with it. You need to deal with it. And this is what Jesus says at, that end, at the end. This is, this is the, the solution to anxiety, to a lot of anxiety, talking about control. Here is the solution. Putting God first is like like spiritual medicine for a lot of anxiety. If you'll just put God first, it'll take care of a lot of things. If you're dealing with with the fears of this life, of COVID, if you're dealing with the fears of our economy and, and your future, those things may be out of your control. And it's okay. God has a plan for those things. But let me ask this. In the middle of your desire to be in control, are you not letting God have control of your life? Are you trying to maintain the results when God is the one who holds those results? If so, confess it to him. Say, God, I'm out of whack here. Spiritually, I'm, I'm not trusting you. And that may just be the medicine that we need for anxiety, for some anxiety. But not only is, is anxiety our desire for, for control, but anxiety, it, it comes from many sources. There are many different kinds of anxiety, and, and it comes from different places. And sometimes it comes from a good place. Like, we have this, we want some results that are good, positive results. We, we want, they're, they're, they're doing things for the right reasons. Parents, you want what's best for your kid. You, you're like, hey, I have this responsibility that God has given me to to disciple my kid and teach them about the Lord. And I want their life to end up a certain way. And we have this anxiety, this desire to make sure that those things happen. And for kids, a lot of you want to please people. You want to please your parents. You want to please your family. And so there's anxiety knowing that you have that weight um, over you. Some of us, we, we are caring for loved ones. We didn't cause the situation, but we're caring for our loved ones physically. We're caring for our loved ones spiritually, financially. And there's, there's a weight. Like, it's a good thing that you're doing that. It's good that you're not abandoning your loved ones, okay? It's a good thing. But it can create some anxiety. And some of us, we even have this desire to please God. And so that, this, is, this is a source of anxiety, this, this pursuit of pleasing people. Anxiety can come from the pursuit of, of pleasing others. Like, look what First Corinthians has to say here. <clears throat> 1 Corinthians chapter 7 says this. Okay, I I want you to be free from anxieties. Awesome, thank you. Tell me how, okay? The unmarried man is anxious about the things of the Lord, how to please the Lord, but the the married man is anxious about worldly things, how to please his wife, amen, okay? Like, yeah, it's true, right? Okay, that's terrible. That is not, I took that out of context. That's not what the Bible has to say. I just found that, thought it was kind of funny. I remember Jeff Allen, um, one of the, he's a a comedian. He always says this, uh, a happy wife, is a happy life, okay? That's, that's totally true. Men, guys, young guys in this room, if you want your life to be happy, make sure your wife is happy. And, and the desire to please people can, can bring that about in our lives. This, this anxiety, because we're, we're, we have this responsibility, we think, whether it's responsibility to please God, and we're not pleasing God, we're upset about that, or this responsibility we have to please other people, to take care of people in our lives. We want to do that. And today there are added causes of anxiety. There's another source. There's there's the source of of outside influences. Anxiety can come from these, these outside influences, like the fear of failure. Anybody have the fear of failure? It's what gets me up in the morning. I don't want my life to be wasted. And so I had this, this fear of failing at life. I mean, it goes all the way back to when I was young and always having to like do well in everything and, and try to please everybody. And I had this fear of failure. And I don't think at times that it is healthy because I'm, I'm holding on to that, the results in my own life. Some of us have the fear of failure. Some of us have the fear of missing out. You know what they call that? FOMO, okay? Fear of missing out. It's why social media... Is so important to all of us. It's why our cell phones are so important to us. If you want to know if you have FOMO, drive somewhere where you don't have cell phone service. And just think about how you feel about that. We're scared. We have fear of being out of control and not, and of missing something. What if someone texts me? What if someone calls me? How many parents have? you know where your kids are at all times because you can track their cell phone. Okay, sorry kids, that's what we do. Okay, um, but, but why? Because I wanna know where my kids are. I have this fear that, that, that I won't know where they are and they get in a situation where I have to take care of. I mean, we have this, this fear of missing out. I mean, that's what, that's what social media is, is such a big thing because we want to know what's going on and we're scared of missing out. You know another cause of, of anxiety is the negativity in the news that we take in. Do you know that in the United States, 90% of the media news that we consume is negative. 90% of it is negative. The reason is, is because they know that's what sells. I mean, statistically, that is what sells. In fact, one news outlet said, you know what, we're gonna change that and see what happens. And so for one day, they made everything positive in in their, their news cycle and they lost 66% of their viewers, okay? Because people gravitated towards the negativity, and we can do that in our lives, and what happens is, is when we continually to do that, here's what doctors say happens. When you continually put those types of stress and worry levels in your life, anxiety is naturally going to become an everyday habit that you have. It just leads to anxiety. And look, we can go on and on about, about stress. We can go on and on about anxiety. It's real. It's a real thing. And like I said earlier, a- anxiety is, is often not a choice. But here's kind of the turn of the message today. But how I respond is. It may not be something that I, that I choose. It might be something that happens. But I can respond to it in a certain way. Or I can pre-respond to it in certain ways. Certain ways that can be biblical and practical at the exact same time. Look at Philippians chapter 4. Here's what the Bible says. Don't worry about anything. Thanks a lot. Like that, that's, <laughs> the Bible says that, you're like, that's great. Doesn't work for me. Okay, I, I, I want to do this. I love Jesus. I want to not worry about things. The Bible says, don't worry about anything. Awesome. It's just not working for me. Okay, so it doesn't just leave us with that. Here's what it says. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about Everything. Let me describe that prayer. Tell God what you need. And thank him for all he has done. And here's the result. Then you will experience God's peace. Which exceeds anything we can understand. Anything that we are desiring. Any type of control or outcomes that we want. It will exceed all those things. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. How many you guys want God to guard your heart and your mind? I want that. I want that in my life. And anxiety has a big part to play in that. And here's what this is saying. I believe the Bible's telling us to do this, to shed some weight. How many guys need to lose a few pounds? Yeah, okay, all right, okay. Sorry, it's not, that's not the sermon, okay? <laughs> We're not talking about that today. But we need to shed some weight, not, not physical weight, but your, your burdens, right, the worries that you have, the fears that you have, and the Lord is saying this, don't be anxious. Instead, shed those things in prayer, to shed them in prayer, the fears you have, the worries you have, to, to literally, like, lay them down at the cross. And God says, I can handle them. And here's what happens. He will relieve us of so many burdens, parents in this room, parents online right now. I'm I'm getting anxious to think about this. I have this desire for my kids, right? I want them to turn out a certain way, (laughs) okay? It affects everything that I do, all the decisions that I make. I want my kids to turn out a certain way And so I try and I struggle to make that happen. Yet I'm anxious about that because when it comes down to it, I don't have control, (laughs) you know? They get to make their own choices. I can't make the choices for them. And when you're feeling that weight, God says, you need to lay those things down. You are not in control, Clayton. You cannot handle your kids' futures, but I can. God says that he can handle it. He wants us to lay those things down. How many guys are like that? I, I, I'm, I deal with that constantly. And we have this anxiety that creeps up in our lives because we want to be in control. We want to control the outcomes, and yet we can't. And so it builds anxiety in our lives. And God says, hey, lay those things down. Shed some weight. It's a weight that I did not create you to carry. You won't be able to carry it. For some of us, we're bosses in this room. And there's great privileges to being a boss. And there's some things that you wouldn't wish on anybody. Because you have this weight that you're like, you're carrying everything. And if things go bad, it doesn't just affect you, but it affects other people. It affects employees. It affects their their families. It affects so many people. You're carrying that weight. And God says, hey, I want you to work hard. Work as hard as you can, but leave the results up to me. Take that weight off and live in freedom. For some of, the, some of you guys, you have this desire to be at a certain level financially, or you're looking for that promotion and you're, you're working hard for that next step, that thing, that next thing in your life to get to that next rung of that ladder. And it's your goal and your aim. And I think it's great to have those personal goals and those personal aims. And you work hard at those things. But the beauty of the gospel is that Jesus, he carries the weight of our sin, but also the weight of our future. He says, I got this. You work as hard as you can, but you leave the results up to me. To trust them daily. Give it over to him. Here's what Psalm 55 says. Give your burdens to the Lord. Give them to him. Let me just ask this before I go to the rest part of that. Have you actually done that? It's one thing to say that. It's another thing to actually do it. To shed that weight and lay it down and say, God, I'm, I care so much about my kids' future. <laughs> I care so much about not wasting my life. I care so much about people around me. I want to do good. I want to be successful. I want these things to happen. I care so much about them. But it, man, it is just weighing me down. I'm going to take those things off and I'm going to give that burden to you. The Bible says to do it. Give your burdens to the Lord, and he promises us to take care of us. He won't let you down. I promise you, he can handle it. When you have anxiety, and you have weight that's heavy on you, you can respond in certain ways. You can give it over to him, and you can work hard. You can do some practical things. So if you're in the middle of like a broken relationship, maybe it's with your spouse, maybe it's with, a family member, maybe it's with a friend. If you got that relationship that anytime you're next to each other, it just creates anxiety, here's what you can do. Give it over to God, but, but try to bring peace about. Like, do some practical things. Work hard to bring, bring about a positive spin on things. Work hard towards bringing peace in that relationship. If there are some negative, negative things coming, on, coming into your life, Maybe this week, try this for one week. Could you give up social media for one week? Could you give up the news cycle for one week? I promise you, if something really crazy happens, someone will tell you, okay? It'll be it'll be fine. What would happen? Can you imagine what would happen? Think back this just past week. How much time you would save? How much worry? wouldn't be in your life, if you just gave those things up for a little bit. That's a practical thing you could do to get rid of some of those things in your life. For some of us, circumstances are just overwhelming. And you're like those disciples we talked about. You're in this boat and you look around and there is no hope. (laughs) There is no hope for, for, for safety. And you want control and you're lost. And you don't have control. Here's what the Bible says to do. Have faith in him. That is one of the hardest things to do in life. To trust in the Lord. But I promise you guys, he can handle it. For some of us, we have this anxiety. You're like, Clayton, all those things are great. But I have this anxiety. I don't know where it comes from. I've tried everything. And it's still just debilitating to me." me. Let me say something else from this stage. Get help, okay? Find a doctor who loves Jesus and be honest with them. Go to him and say, hey, I've done all these things. Like, I love the Lord. Um, I understand what the Bible has to say about casting all my, my cares upon him and, and about I'm not worrying about stuff. But I just can't handle what's going on. And get help. It's okay to get help, Okay. I'm just telling you, there's some things in this life, it is the grace of God for you to live where you live in the time that you live where we have the medical help that we have. That that is an amazing thing. And it is the grace of God in our lives. And some some of us, we just need to be okay with going and getting help that way. That's some practical things that you can do. But let me say this, let me end with this. This is a fight. Anxiety is, is a fight. For some of us, it's really rare And you're like, Clayton, that was a great sermon, but I mean, I don't deal with it very much. And for some of us, it is this constant companion on our shoulder, right? It's this constant weight that we have that never leaves us. And it torments us all the time. And the Bible says this, don't quit. Be vigilant. You can't quit. You can't turn your back on it. Every day, give it over to the Lord. So let me finish with this statement. I think it's a good statement to finish on. Anxiety isn't a war you get to win. It's a battle you have to fight. Okay? You may deal with anxiety for the rest of your life. And honestly, we're all going to deal with anxiety, even in the future. Even if you're like, hey, Clayton, that was the best sermon ever and changed my life. Like, you're still going to deal with anxiety at times. It is not a battle that you get to, it's not a war you get to win. It's a battle you have to fight. So don't give up. The Bible says this, devote yourselves to prayer. Here's how you do it. Devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. That's how we should pray, an alert mind, okay? Alert mind is, what are the practical things I could do to handle anxiety in my life? What are situations I need to avoid? What are relationships that I need to mend? What are things that I need to take off of my my back and give over to the Lord? What are some some things, those things that I do? What are the practical side of my prayer life? When I I pray to God, I should also work hard at resolving these these things. What can I do? The other side of that is with a thankful heart. We're saying, God, I'm trusting you. I'm trusting you to take care of it. So you fight through prayer. prayer. You fight through getting help. And you fight through doing practical things when you can. God wants you to have freedom, okay? Anxiety is a real thing. But that is not God's plan for you. He wants you to walk in freedom. Because here's the deal. He didn't create you to be burdened with anxiety. He created you to love him and love other people. It's hard to do that sometimes when we're dealing with so much. Let's give it over to God. Let's do practical things so we can deal with it. I want to encourage you to come back next week. We're going to talk about some mental health things and depression. It's going to be amazing. Okay? <laughs> I think it's going to be good. These are things we need to talk about. We can just do fluffy sermons, okay? But let's talk about some things that we're really dealing with. And I think being stretched in is something we're all dealing with. Let me pray for you guys. Lord, thank you. Thank you that we um, have a good God who can handle everything. It's as simple as that. We love to be in control. It's one of our our biggest sins. So I pray for every single person in this room and I pray for every single person online. You'd help us When we feel fear and worry, we're anxious about the future, we're anxious about being in control, we're anxious when we're out of control. We we can't handle it. God, you can. Help us to trust you. Help us to be practical in the ways that we deal with anxiety from, from getting out of some situations all the way to getting medical help. God, and I pray that in the middle of all that, you would show yourself in a big way. It is one of the burdens of our lives to give up control. Yeah, God, you say, I can handle it. So God, help us to trust you. Help us to work as hard as we can in this life as if we're in control, but God, help us to trust you as if you're in control of everything because you are. You control the future. You control the results. And the things in our lives we love the most, help us, God, to to trust you. And I pray, God, that that would bring our anxiety down so that we can live for you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Hey, thank you so much for joining us today at worship. We're so glad that you're able to join us. If you are ready to join us, hey, I want to invite you next week. Come on, join us in service. Um, if not, that's fine. We love our online family as well. If you made a decision today, we would love to know about it. You can either put it in the comments section uh, or you could just email us at prayer at We would love to hear about it. Remember, here at Central, we exist to live for Christ, love people, and make disciples. See you guys later.